millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. It takes a lot for a modern game developer with a sizable budget to release something with notably challenging or difficult elements. Just look at the divisive reception to Returnal, for example. But at the same time, gaming's roots in the arcade mean the challenging subject matter will always come back around. I'm Scott from WhatCulture.com, and these are nine divisive video game levels you either love or hate. Number nine, any platforming level. Doom Eternal. Talk about splitting a fandom down the middle. After the immaculate revival of Doom from 2016, all eyes were on id Software and charismatic creative director Hugo Martin to see where the franchise would go from here. Would it be another serviceable sequel that simply gives us more of what they knew we wanted? More Mick Gordon riffs, more gore, more tightly designed levels that combined old-school power-ups with the pace of modern shooters? Or would they dare to try something else? Not rest on their laurels and go for broke, with the greater risk of failure if they couldn't maintain that momentum. Thankfully, in an artistic sense, it opted for the latter. While personally I think the platforming sections of Eternal work as a reprieve from the sheer intensity of everything else, these gauntlets of wall climbs, fireball dodges, and air dashes were enough to put some people off hitting credits at all. Number 8. Niflheim. God of War 2018. Arguably the one portion of the otherwise immaculate God of War from 2018 that didn't land with 100% confidence, Niflheim saw Sony Santa Monica essentially put a miniature Dark Souls tribute in the middle of their game. Thankfully for the detractors, it was optional, but for those who wanted the best gear in the game, they'd have to wade into some poisonous mist constantly sapping Kratos' health, withstand enemies attacking from all directions, suffer poor visibility, and a maze-like design for the level itself. On the pro side, this was ostensibly a way to give hardcore players an optional end-game loot grind if they still wanted to fight post-credits. Taken alongside Muspelheim's trials and the hunt for every last Valkyr, including the Queen, God of War's upper echelons of difficulty were either appreciated or it tarnished the package overall. Number 7. The Mountains Death Stranding Death Stranding's completion percentage of just 28.5% highlights a game that truly isn't for everyone, but often the best pieces of art aren't. Hideo Kojima is certainly a divisive figure in himself, and for his first post-Konami venture, we got a hiking simulator where most of your time is spent just trying to stand up, with the remainder going towards fighting often invisible demons who can reset your progress if you don't have enough blood and poop grenades saved up to retaliate. The mountainous area that comes towards the end of the second third of the game though, that's when Kojima really turns up the awkward and arduous side of things, truly asking if you're going to stick out this journey till the end or not. 
Balancing stacks of items on character Sam's back is one thing, but now you're trudging through thick snow. Your baby companion routinely cries from the weather and your back and forth momentum, and the base layout of this area involves trekking super slowly up and down some very steep inclines. Throw in random attacks from invisible enemies, and this is the single most identifiable point where you'll either fall in love with Death Stranding's struggle or give up altogether. Number 6. Free Fall Grand Theft Auto San Andreas GTA San Andreas is divisive in itself once you look back. The game that apexed Rockstar's foray into wackier territory and saw Saints Row change its franchise identity over time, with Rockstar instead embracing seriousness with GTA 4. In San Andreas though, fans have remained notably divided over its crazier anything goes aspects. Things like acquiring a jetpack is either the coolest idea ever, or it just doesn't belong in this rags to riches tale. The same goes for Freefall, a mission where CJ leaps from a biplane into a passenger cruiser, then we play in first person with dedicated buttons for leaning, as the rest of the mission plays out like Time Crisis. San Andreas was every bit Rockstar throwing everything at the wall and stapling it there to stick. You either love that approach and this third 3D installment is a favourite, or it's where the dev team stretched things so far that they snapped. Number 5. Pushing Inland The Last of Us Part 2 not a divisive level because of anything gameplay related, but for those who couldn't get on board with The Last of Us 2's lengthier campaign, fading back up after Ellie decides to pursue Abby yet again after Ellie and Dina have a completely stable family life and a farm was a step too far. Thematically, Naughty Dog are going for the notion of violence in this world repeating no matter what. We see new gang The Rattlers take over Santa Barbara just like the Washington Liberation Front or the Seraphites have done before, or the likes of Joel and Tommy's gang before that. In-game though, it can feel notably protracted, despite that feeling being intentional. If you already weren't enjoying or appreciating this belaboured tone, pushing inland can feel like an utter slog. Number 4. Driving Ellie Noir Ellie Noir often feels like Rockstar's forgotten game, and that's largely because their involvement came long into development. After Team Bondi had begun their super expensive motion capture work, head honcho Brendan McNamara was kinda losing his mind, and the project was about to fall apart completely. Rockstar came in and helped the whole thing get over the finish line, but not before rockstarring it up a bit. Interstitial driving segments were fleshed out, as was the game's combat model, and in came a handful of side missions to do as a corner minimap was the finishing touch. Now, either you love how much this fleshes out the setting of 1940s Los Angeles, or it fundamentally segments LA Noir into a game of two halves. One half an ambitious detective sim with stellar facial animation, and the other a somewhat half-baked open-world game from the early 2000s with very little to do other than head to the next main mission. Number 3. Untouchable Hitman 3 Taken alongside its add-on packs for Hitman 2016 and Hitman 2, the final platform for content that is Hitman 3 represents the most impressive feat of coding and gameplay in IO Interactive's history. That said, Hitman 3's final level is a huge departure from the franchise, and more in line with their upcoming work on James Bond. Channeling the immaculate final level from Blood Money where Agent 47 rises from the dead after faking a flatline, you come to in a train owned by Illuminati-style group Providence. What follows feels like Hitman by way of Uncharted 2, with Agent 47 moving in and out of windows, going carriage by carriage in a completely linear fashion until you get to kill target Arthur Edwards. In a rare beat for the entire new Hitman trilogy, this just doesn't feel like a level you'd want to replay over and over. There are very few ways to deviate from the straightforward path ahead, and it resulted in a notably divided fandom, either praising this risky change of pace or being disappointed by it. Number 2. Shipment Call of Duty Modern Warfare 
Either Call of Duty's shipment level is the tightest, most instantly furious version of Call of Duty possible, and that's exactly what you come to this Twitch reaction shooter for in the first place, or it's a map where your lifespan being a few seconds makes the whole thing unplayable. Honestly, I'm firmly in the former camp, as especially when Infinity Ward revamped COD's gunplay in 2019, creating the best feeling Call of Duty ever, it must be said, Shipment took on a whole new level of intensity. Obviously though, the flip side is totally valid. This is a tiny boxed off set of shipping containers with right angles galore and sight lines begging for spawn camping. Still, there's something about shipment that forces you to be in the zone or get the F out more than any other level, and that's always worth talking about. And number one, the Mako. Mass Effect. I have always loved the big stupid floaty Mako. A vehicle from the original Mass Effect that was brought literally down to earth in Mass Effect Andromeda, the original and legendary editions version 2 are floaty as hell and make no sense contextually as they'd kill anyone sat inside. And yet there's a wealth of Mass Effect fans that love bounding around in this thing. The first game in the trilogy frames multiple main missions around it, not to mention the wealth of side content where you can touch down on everywhere from far off ice planets to our own moon. Honestly, a large part of the first game's appeal was becoming an intergalactic space marine with your own ship, then choosing to fire the Mako up mountainsides and off cliffs as much as you could. All that is unless of course you hate the way this vehicle feels to the core, which is a super common opinion from the last decade and a half. Let me know down in the comments if you've reapproached these levels using the Mass Effect Legendary Edition or where you've sat on the Mako since 2007. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.